Hello, and welcome to the Grassroots Podcast, hosted by Green Industry Pros, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. The COVID-19 pandemic has created numerous challenges for organizers of trade shows and other similar events across many industries. OPEI is actively working with its trade show partners to ensure the 2020 GIE Expo remains on schedule for October 21st through the 23rd at the Kentucky Exposition Center in Louisville. A final decision on whether or not to hold the show is expected to be made by the board on July 29th. In this episode of the Grassroots Podcast, Green Industry Pros Editor Ryan Wisner talks with OPEI President Chris Kaiser about the current status of the show. Let's drop in on them now. Kind of continue uh, following up regularly with you as far as the status of GIE. So uh, I guess the first thing, uh, I want to say it was almost two weeks ago now, maybe it was only a week ago, but I, that uh, the Hardscape show kind of announced that uh, they would not be moving forward in uh, 2020. So could you comment on that a little bit? Sure. Um, and what they've done, we'll have a Hardscape pavilion, right? So the structure of their endeavor uh, is going to change. So they'll not have the, former, the formal co-location but they will have a pavilion. We are participating with ICPI. We are doing sales with them. There are commissions back and forth. So there is a structured agreement between the parties. One of the challenges for Hardscape is they do a lot of those regional competitions around the country, and they bring that competition to Expo um, for the finals. Now, it's one of the reasons for being, but they didn't have all of those regional competitions, and so they didn't have a reason for being or having that particular competition and they didn't want to do the ones hands-on thing. So uh, we still have a relationship with H&A. They have extended their agreement with Expo. Um, mm-hmm. They look forward to next year and, again, on an ongoing basis, co-locate with us. But you're right. Formally, H&A will not be there, but Hardscapes will, and we'll have a Hardscape pavilion. Okay. So there will, just to, so to clarify that, then uh, some of the vendors that would maybe uh, be more associated with uh, – the H and A side of things, they will they likely still uh, be present then, or? Yeah, we already have. I think we're at 34, 35. We already have uh, th- those exhibitors already in. Um, mm-hmm. And there was disagreement. Look, tra- trade association is a tough spot. A lot of uh, manufacturers, a lot of competitors. Charlie McGrath, head of ICPI, same thing. His board, his group was not unanimous in that decision. So there were some folks who wanted to stay formally with H and A. Some did not. And so there was a disagreement in the parties that happens all the time in our world, in the trade show world, I mean, in the association world. Um, And that's just the way it's going to shake out. So, again, formally structured H&A, no. Extension, yes. Hardscape pavilion, yes. Hardscape uh, exhibitors, yes. Um, We're trying to figure out now, part of it is the footprint, right? So there are likely going to be restrictions. Now, we still need the governor's sign-off. So right now, the, we're able to utilize the building at 50% capacity. We're fine with that. Um, we don't any, anywhere near approach capacity for the structure. And I don't even know how you do capacity for 20 acres outdoors. But so for us, we're okay there. And on the food service, Levy's the food service vendor. They've been approved uh, in some of their food products um, for the safety protocols. Additionally, the city of Louisville, in conjunction with Kentucky Venues, it's a GBAC certification. It's a third-party cert for safety and safety protocols. Um, and so the venue will likely have that on a going forward. Uh, we expect them 
long before the show to receive that certification. So again, the buildings, whatever the latest protocols are, and that's where we are now, just be perfectly candid. Um, again, we need the governor's approval. We think we'll get it. We're working with the city. The city will present our case, if you will, to the governor. As you know, they're running the Derby. So they're going to run the right. Derby um, with 60 to 70,000 people. The Indianapolis 500 recently announced they're going to run the 500 with 117,000 people. Um, so shows are happening. But listen, we want to be mindful. We're not just because we can do this does not mean we will do this. So I want to put that out there is okay. unless my board of directors feels that this thing can be done safely and responsibly, I don't think they do it. And so the board, my board will look at it on July 29th to say, you know, what are the conditions at hand? What are the protocols at hand? You know, whether it's mask and distancing and transportation and what, you know, what's the status of the hotels and food service, et cetera. We'll look at it then responsibly and make the call. Currently, we're operating on we think we can do it. Um, we have, as you probably have heard, we have significant uh, interest in the show. Our registration is running well ahead of last year. Now, again, it's very, very early. We get most registrations after Labor Day. Um, sure. Very strong interest with exhibitors. The other thing I'd, I'd point out, most of our major manufacturers that have dealer meetings, a lot of those dealer meetings were canceled early on. Um, this, our show's kind of late for a dealer meeting and the way they book product or book sales. Um, and the, a lot of manufacturers do have new product. I know of four very significant companies that have significant new product offerings that were not showcased in their dealer meetings. So I know they're looking forward to having Expo to showcase and debut that product. Uh, so we do have a lot of companies very interested in Expo. But again, we're not going to do it if it can't be done right, if it can't be done safely um, for our attendees and our exhibitors. And so it's just fluid. I know I'm giving you a long-winded answer here, but the situation is just very, very fluid, and we're taking it day by day. Sure. Well, no, and that's, and that's a fair answer. I mean, that's, that's uh, I think, a question on everybody's mind is just, you know, certainly there's interest in the show, and, and people want to have it done, but it's, it's a matter of can it be, can it be done right? I mean, uh, I had heard about the Kentucky Derby. It's, uh, it was news to me about the Indy 500 being run because I know like NASCAR has been running their races, but without crowds. Right. So, so I, 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 I did hear, you know, and I'm from Indiana. Uh, I was born in Indianapolis and we've been to the race a lot. Uh, they're going to allow 117,000 men. That's 50% of capacity. Uh, I think in their grandstands at 235. My guess is they'll not have an infield, you know, crowd. Uh, I guess I, I don't know if the Derby is or not. So I think the Derby is going to get in 50 to 60,000 people. So again, there's a belief that obviously you could have these kinds of large scale events if done with basic protocols in place. Uh, that'll be a decision for my board and our partners, right? We're not in this alone with PGMS and NALP is do we want to do it? Is it the right thing to do under the circumstances? Um, I do know from our partners that they think there's a very real education component here to learn from this experience and how to move forward. And, you know, and that's a great place to do that at a call with PGMS Friday. So um, there are travel restrictions, right? Universities and their people may have restrictions in place. So again, it's day by day. By day and I think about the, the longest, we have to make a hard call on July 29th. Beyond that, it gets very challenging for a big company to get the 
you know, exhibit working setup and uh, for all the attendees to make the travel arrangements, et cetera. So I would say in all likelihood, on July 29th, my board will make a recommendation to our partners with an up or down vote. Okay. Well, with that said, then, uh, would you be willing to come on on uh, uh, July 30th then for, uh, for uh, uh, another follow-up uh, on the Grassroots Podcast here to uh, talk about uh, the, the final decision there? <laughs> you bet. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Now, again, you know, we're 38 years young. Uh, the show, as you know, has grown every year for the past decade. Uh, we're very proud of the show. We have an extension agreement with the, the venues and with Hardscape. Um, the show lives on and we'll carry forward. It's, you know, we want to get this horrible situation behind us. Um, sure. we have faith in the medical community that that'll happen and Expo will live on and be a bigger, better show. With, uh, going back to, uh, the, you, you, you said you do have 34, 35, uh, hardscape, uh, vendors and you have the pavilion and stuff, but even so with the, uh, with that overall, uh, the H&A formally not being there, even although you have the vendors, some, some of the vendors, does that still, uh, space-wise, does that allow for any sort of spreading out just based on that there might be a few reduced number of vendors? Absolutely, it does. Um, and that's a good thing, frankly, under the circumstances. And right. so what you'll see is we'll, it will look different. And so we're going to expand. You know, there's a comforture with the outdoor space, right? And there's a lot of folks believing that, the likelihood of transmission is greatly, greatly reduced if you're outdoors. And so we're trying to configure and reconfigure the outdoor space when we have a number of member companies of OPI and exhibitors that want more space outdoors, right? Because they think exhibitors will feel more comfortable. So we're looking at that now. How can we expand that space outdoors? Can we take the space between the south wing and the outdoor space? Um, there's a roadway there, the areas around the loading docks, et cetera. So there are some areas that we may want to incorporate into the show. We're gonna relocate our registration area. We're in the south wing lobby now. We'll relocate to the north wing lobby. Uh, that's where GI Plus Expo registration will be. That's historically where H&A and some food service and others is there. So okay. congestion areas will be eliminated. That'll also allow for the opening of, there's just dozens of doors through there that open to the outside. Or so you can open the outside doors, open those internal hall doors, and again, dramatically increase the amount of fresh air that's moving through the building. Remember that whole south, the whole west side of the south wing, all those giant garage doors you can open, and there's a whole set of doors on the front. So we'll clear out that hall. So there will be significant changes to make that building and airflow as safe as possible. Again, relative to capacity, you know, we're a private show, even 25,000 sounds like a big number. But the buildings are configured in a way that you could have many times that, right, people in there. So we'll qualify on the spacing. But, no, you'll see, uh, you know, in this, our friends at Sellers Expositions that do the put that puzzle together. By having Hardscape move now or not having that formality, we'll, we're, we're going to rejigger the north wing, H&A's registration arm, whatever you want to call it now. We'll probably move into the north hall, freeing up that outer lobby we may move the giant tree because we want to do the tree again into mm -hmm. the north wing lobby freeing up freedom hall for education sessions okay and presentations by admiral stavridis or others so we're really looking at with a fresh set of eyes is how do you configure it so that it's done in the safest possible way uh it will be bigger physically 
So again, I, you know, I often jokingly say wear comfortable shoes. We mean it um, because it's likely to be a lot bigger physically. Sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, if you're going to try and spread it out some for sure. So, so it sounds like then for the outdoor portion, I mean, normally that's uh, considered kind of that demo area, but, but uh, this year because for, for the safety precautions, it sounds like exhibitors really just want to have their exhibit space basically outdoors. Well, they like it that, you know, again, a lot of that's predicated on weather. Right. <laughs> you know, the weather can be challenging uh, if, it, if it doesn't go your way. Um, we'll likely probably make an announcement. We're looking at, can we expand the hours outdoors, right? Remember, it has a little more compacted outdoors. And so, again, right. we're looking at that now. Is A, more space, more hours, more attendees um, to access it. Again, we want to, we're going to eliminate the crowds where people get compressed. Um so the ingress, egress may change. The formality of it may change. We're just not going to crush people together anymore. Sure. Okay. All right. And what about uh, just, I mean, in, in the past week or so, uh, I, I don't know about necessarily uh, in Louisville specifically. I haven't had a chance to look that up. But uh, in other parts of the country currently, uh, the number of cases uh, has been uh, in part on the rise in, in, some, in some areas. Has that uh, led to any concern as far as, uh, looking ahead, and again, understanding that you said that the board would be kind of making that final call more on July 29th. Absolutely. It's a very real concern, and the companies are very concerned about it. Look, they want to, look, we love our show. We want to have the show, but we don't want to do it if it can't be done right, it can't be done safely. These people, you know, they're customer driven, and so they want to make sure it's safe for their customers, it's safe for their people. If you can't do it, we won't have the show. And so we're disappointed you know, I live in the mid-Atlantic metropolitan Washington, D.C. We had a very, very aggressive, you know, closing management. So did Northern Virginia. Our governor was very aggressive early on, a lot of restrictions, um, and we did fine, you know, right? And so we're reopening. We're sort of in phase two now. And so it's disappointing where states, you know, again, I don't want to be prejudicial here, but Florida, Texas, Arizona, um, that didn't do some of those things and are now having an extraordinary challenge. And so that does present a problem for us if those folks are traveling, uh, if, they, if some of those problems create restrictions for travel. Um, you know, Europeans now are looking at additional travel restrictions because of those spikes. So, yeah, it's a real concern. It's very disappointing. Uh, we want it – look, we just want people to be healthy and safe um, and have a good experience, and that's what we're known for. And so we'll watch it on a day-by-day. And so hopefully over the next 30 days, these states get a handle on it. We plateau and begin coming back down. We get some hopefully good, some good news on therapeutics and a vaccine, and uh, we're able to move forward. But again, I do want you to know that it's, we're planning now, as you know, you have to plan this thing well in advance. We're going to incorporate all of the protocols that the professionals come up with for the facility, for food service, for transportation, for shuttles, hotel, motels, restaurants, you name it. The city is taking our case to the governor. We're working forward because we can't not work forward to having that show. But we're fully cognizant of the situation. Now, if a decision is, if, if, if my board says we don't think we can do it safely, this show will not happen this year. Okay. You, you mentioned how uh, in Europe there are, they are uh, looking at some uh, travel restrictions and such. And and uh, I know there certainly are some uh, international companies uh, that would be 
uh, involved with GIE. Have you have you heard much from from those com- from those companies as far as willingness to come to the show? Well, luckily, most of the the large European members here and exhibitors have a significant U.S. presence, right? Sure. And so, whether it's Husqvarna, Steel, uh, et cetera, we have a lot of European members, Japanese and Chinese as well. Mm-hmm. They have a presence here, and they'll likely draw from folks here to staff the venue. Um, obviously, travel is down. Uh, travel, it may come back. There may be additional restrictions. We simply don't know. We obviously have an international audience. We think it will be down, but we don't know by how much. Sure. Again, we, it's just fluid. We just don't know what the circumstances will be, you know, three or four months from now. Right, right. It's, it has definitely been challenging just from, from, the, from the onset of this uh, to figure out uh, how things will play out. And certainly as uh, other shows started to cancel, I think uh, a lot of people had uh, GIE on the mind looking ahead to October going, okay, well, that's, that's the big one that everybody's talking about now within the green industry because – so the snow shows all kind of either were postponed or, or moved to virtual. So speaking of, uh, that, that was another curiosity, actually. Um, would there be, you know, and I know, I mean, obviously the ideal is to actually have the show. If for, for some reason the board opts and says, no, we, we can't do this safely, is there a possibility that there would be some virtual component that would be put together then? We're exploring that now, yes. Um, and whether that's more of the, on the education side with our partners or if our manufacturers want to create something virtually with products. Now, some of them do that now. Um, you can go to a, a manufacturer's website and explore a particular product. So those are, that is all under consideration. We're discussing it now. Um, and again, it too is fluid. Um, obviously, it takes a lot of time and investment. And again, I think after July 29, you'll see some of that decision-making take place. Sounds good. Well, thanks again for coming on for a, uh, for a midway checkup here on GIE and to see what's going on. And I appreciate you keeping me up to date on that. And I know my listeners will appreciate kind of knowing where things are at so they can still kind of continue to make plans to, to go ahead and, and register and, and uh, look forward to the show. Um, and as far as that goes, you know, should, should things change on July 29th, how, how will that work for those that have registered? Or has Hopefully. that really been determined? Yeah, hopefully we can just carry that forward. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Carry that forward into 2021. Now, obviously, some folks or companies um, may have specific arrangements with hotels. A lot of things go on um, in conjunction with the show or during the show with those folks at restaurants or venues or hotels. They'll have to handle that on an individual basis. But right now, most of the properties that we're working with are, you know, they've understood. Obviously, most of them have been closed for the past several months is we're just hopefully we'll carry everything forward, monies, deposits, et cetera, into the following year. As I said, look, Expo's 38 years young. We fully intend to have the show next year, uh, and hopefully that's what will happen. Again, the show may go forward, but we're prepared if it does not. And either way, uh, certainly sure to go forward as, as per usual. To borrow your line, they should bring comfortable shoes. It, it is going to you – know, and the other nice thing is they're doing a lot of work now um, on the outdoor area where the Kentucky Exposition Center is spending more than a million dollars out there to elevate, grade, level. They put in drainage, piping, irrigation, some permanent roadways through there to dramatically improve that outdoor area. It really is amazing. Uh, they've knocked down gate one. They've pulled it back to increase, uh, improve the ingress, egress. 
They're making it much more walkable uh, to those nearby hotels. So they're making some significant improvements to the outdoors. That timing couldn't be better. Um, and we hope to take advantage of that. All right. Well, thanks again. Uh, is, uh, with, was there anything else you'd want to say about uh, uh, this year's show at this point? Just thank you for you know, keeping, uh, for scheduling these and keeping your listeners uh, up to date. Uh, we wish we had better solid answers for you, but we're staying fluid. And um, again, stay tuned. And you and I will talk obviously at the end of July and we'll have a going forward plan. But very much appreciate you staying with us through this uh, challenging period. Well, that's it for today. Thanks to OPEI President Chris Kaiser for taking the time to talk with us today. Keep up with the latest news on GIE Expo at greenindustrypros.com and be sure to tune in every Thursday for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast.